DS Chronicles, a Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. Tis the season. I'm Ronnie. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. Yeah. I'm just, uh, are you in the spirit? <laughs> of course, brother. Yeah, I'm in the spirit. It really hit me this weekend and I'm just feeling good. My spirits are lifted up and I'm just glad to be here with you this evening podcasting. Thank you. I'm glad to be here with you too. You know, it's a, it's the kind of thing where I want to take a second to appreciate it because sometimes we just get in the grind of it, but it's fun and I'm glad to be here with you, buddy. The week of mm-hmm. is always the best of Christmas, in my opinion. The week of? Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously the whole month of December, you got the lights, you got the action, you got yeah. the dinners. But the week of is when you really feel it. We've got, uh, I mean, our Christmas is the uh, Coleman's do Christmas up right, I think. But especially this year, my sister, who um, she makes pretty good money. It's maybe not. I don't. I want to see her financials. I don't know if it's as good of a. Is it's, it's as much money as we're making on this podcast? Yeah, probably not. But it's pretty significant, and um, they have planned a cruise trip that they're going to reveal to my parents on Christmas morning. So the Coleman house is buzzing, you know, without them knowing about it. And Trav was like, man, I wish, I wish tomorrow was Christmas. And I was like, well, I was like, you don't want to wish your days away. Yeah. Don't do that. It's this anticipation, right? Wait. So why do you know about it? And they don't because, uh, I'm good question. Thank you for asking that Chadley. Uh, while their financials are pretty decent, they had to have Trav and I pay for ours. <laughs> Get wrecked. You see what I'm saying? Get wrecked. You know, so it's it's a Christmas present for my parents, and we're just kind of part of it. You know, uh, you know, I would not get my sister a Christmas gift if she did that to me. So they're kind of revealing it to them, but I'm also I've also kind of game planning how I'm going to be part of the reveal. So my parents are initially maybe kind of confused okay. about like, wait, did did Ronnie help pay for this? You know, like as they're saying it, I might stand up and kind of just like kind of squeeze yeah. my way in between to make it feel like. Well, speaking of what, and, and how about what do you think of this move? Right, so they get up and they're like, "We're going on a cruise, or we're paying for you to go on a cruise," is what they say. And then I'm like, and then they kind of celebrate. I'll give them their moment, and then I'm like, "Yeah, you know, Trav and I knew the whole time, and we just oh, we've been dying to tell you." And they're like, "Wait, are you guys part of this?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're going too." <laughs> Do you think that that might be a good little? I think I think that would be good. Where they go to sleep that night and they're like, Ronnie and Trav, they they are really helping do this. <laughs> well, speaking of what your sister just did to you, we're covering season two, episode four, insult. How about that? The title yeah. of this episode, right? I'm thinking they're giving me credit because I snuck okay. around. I got I got pictures of uh, uh, licenses. You know, I went okay. stealth mode, so. I feel like I'm part of it. I feel like they're going to shout me When out. is the actual trip? It's, uh, I think, nine months from now. So, Well, that's fine. We got plenty of time to pre-record yeah, that's like, some stuff. That's, a lot of people look forward to things that are nine months away. Babies? No, yeah. about that? Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Dude, if I hurry up, I could potentially have a child. On the cruise ship. Like, right, either right before or on the cruise ship. If any ladies are help are interested in helping me with that experiment, please reach out to mm-hmm. one of our social media. Probably not. Let's Ronnie be honest. Chad. It'd be a fun experiment. I would imagine that no one wants to experiment with uh, neither you or me on this podcast. Now you told me before, and I sometimes it's nice to get back into this. We used to always have little chats before we got into the episode, and I like to think that sometimes we still can. You told me you've literally been running around all day. I have. 
So because I mean, of that, by golly gee, on a scale from one to seventeen, how uh, confident are you in these notes today? Oh, 15. Wow. Okay. I do a good job, man. I don't want to pat myself on the back. Sometimes you do a good job. I do a great job. I mean, granted, did I have to go to a wedding last night that I didn't know about until yesterday morning? You go to so many weddings. I did. And I went to the wedding. I had six or seven beers, pretty casual. And then when I got home, I had to make me some kefir. Okay. So the kefir is churning. I'm ready to strain it tonight. It's happening. And I'm sure we'll talk about that soon on a uh, Ronnie and Chad Patreon podcast. Right. So, and speaking of next week being Christmas, are we taking a week off of Demon Slayer, or how are we doing? Yeah, that? we're probably going to have to do that, I would imagine, considering yeah. it, it falls on the eve of Christmas and then the actual day itself, the big, the big right. John uh, Christmas itself. So probably don't uh, look for one of those. But you know one thing I've been thinking about? We've got about half a year stored up, uh, a little more than half, actually, of Patreon podcasts. And I was thinking on you know days such as next week where we can't get that. If people are interested, we can kind of use this as an advertised scheme. It's really what we're, we're tricking Ooh. them is what we're doing. We take like a 20 to 30 minute clip of some of our Patreon episodes, some of the old ones, because the people, they paid for them, so they get the new stuff. Right. But I'm thinking a few months back and just feeding it, feeding it to the little fishes. Yeah, and maybe I agree. And come and over I, and bite over. I still have... Uh, those moments that yeah. were sent. And I wanted to touch you on that, too, because, well, I did want to touch don't you, touch but me. I wanted to touch base with you on yeah, that. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't touch sorry, my base, either. Sorry for threatening physical contact. Um, and I, Because I was driving somewhere, and I was having deep thoughts, and I was like, I wonder if Chad just thinks I forgot about that, and he's sad. Because you did. You put in some hard work for it. We were going to do it for our two years. Then you finished it two months later, and then we talked about it. But now, dude, I'm thinking... It is the perfect thing to drop like a week or two before Attack on Titan comes out because it's all Attack on yeah, Titan moments. It mainly it? is, yeah. I mean, granted, it's got some bullshit stories that we were saying during Attack, during on, Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, we yeah. got a lot of Attack on Titan on there. So I'm kind of thinking that right now. Yeah, we'll do it because we're going to have a preview, obviously, before Attack on Titan mm-hmm. comes out. We'll do it, like you said, two or three weeks before and then do the preview right after. Yeah, I think we drop and that good. and it gets people's just beaks wet. Oh, yeah. It's going to make people wet. Just chomping sure. at the bit. All right. Let's get into this episode of Demon Slayer. Let's Slave. do it. So, we're right back where we left off. Our boy. General or, thoughts. Okay. <laughs> um, Tanji was great last season. Thank you. You have nothing to do with Tanji. There's no reason for you to I've said he's a good main seven. character. Um, But he's real. I don't know what it is this season. He's come a long way for me. I knew you'd like him, man. I knew you would like it, especially after this He episode. was always so nice or whatever, but now I feel myself getting, like, hyped. Before, everything was just kind of cute, and he was almost too precious. But now, I'm just really behind him, and each episode, I'm feeling okay. more that way. We'll get into he it. He keeps getting thrown into the fire. That's please. my main takeaway. Yeah. So, like I said, we're right back where we left off. Our boy, he's having to slice off his own damn neck, Okay. Takes some serious willpower to do something like this. Yeah, exhibit A. Yep. Um, but then we go to Tanji's spiritual core area. Okay. That's when we see the young sickly boy, and he's being led by Tanji's spiritual incarnations. Yeah, little sun babies. Sun. They look like sun babies. Maybe like it's something you would see in like a Hawaii Hawaiian uh, film or something. Looks like something you'd see in a Mario game. 
Or Mario, yes. Yeah. Mario Sunshine. Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. Specifically, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're actually guiding this young gentleman to the spiritual core. I said in my notes, I said, Tanji's the type of dude who will literally help you kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's being so nice. He's like, oh, that's where you want to go? Come right this way. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, oh, you want to stab my spiritual core? Okay, it's right up. It's, here's the coordinates it is in this middle of this ocean landscape. What's awesome about this landscape is it's about a one-fourth inch puddle, the entire landscape. So mm-hmm. every time he steps, it's that beautiful water yeah, sound. Ripples. The oh, ripple. And, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the sound and the ripples. I, I don't know what it is about stepping in approximately one-fourth inch of water, but it is so satisfying. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the greatest joys of life. You know, you just walking with your loved one and, uh, you know, bare feet in the, on the beach as the or tide. Sandals. You know, the tide's not up, but it's coming. And so it's just sloshing around your feet. That's the best. Yeah. And, just, and sandals? No. No, I'm saying this guy has dude. sandals on, oh, dude. okay. I'm no. not, you're talking about on the beach. I'm talking about specifically in this area. This okay. boy, yeah, this yeah, young yeah. boy has sandals on. I thought you were walking on the no. beach with sandals. Don't, Golly gee, don't no, do that, dude. Loser. Socks. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. If you're on the beach and you're wearing, well, sometimes soft sand, if you're trying, if it's 100 degrees at 12 p.m., you might need some sandals to get through the soft sure. sand into the water. But like you said, if you're stepping in the water. Now no. it's one of the worst feelings in the world, but it is a necessary evil sometimes. Right. Especially when you have a cooler. A lot of times I have a cooler doing that. Um, and also don't, guys, don't run on hard sand at the beach hard on your joints is that why you're saying that no why barefoot why i did it barefoot um last year i was like oh dude i'm such a badass i'm gonna start i'm gonna go on my daily jog and the the only hard sand is the sand that's been waterfied right okay turns out when you run two miles down two miles back your feet will scab up and you'll get cuts everywhere Hmm. because you're on hard sand that is like when you constantly back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So I had approximately 10 blisters on my feet. God, that was such an obnoxious way for you to be like, yeah, I ran four miles on vacation. We get it. <laughs> That's not what I was wow, meaning. Wow, it's so okay. cool, Chad. Thank- so then- hey, thanks for that warning because we were all like, we were all ditching the laces to go run four miles on the beach at 7 a.m. on the vacation. God, you pe- those kind of people should burn. I'm sorry, they should burn. Hey, well, I did. Hey, br- I wake did burn. up and have some donuts. The bottom of my feet did burn. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. So then the next day, I just went on the soft sand, even though it's harder. It's like, oh, it's harder on your legs and muscles. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm yeah. a badass. So. Yeah, the next day, I just went on the soft sand. And, yeah. uh, it was uh, two and a half miles there, two and a half miles back. So it was nothing. But anyways, uh, yeah, this boy starts crying, okay? And he falls down. He's falling to his knees crying like, oh my God, this guy is such a gentle soul that he's doing something like this. When all of a sudden, we presume that Tanji officially slices his neck off, he starts falling down a black hole almost when the little spiritual baby (laughs) catches him. Sun baby. And then we go into the OP. And that sun baby did not have enough uh, mass to keep that guy from falling unless it was just magical mass. You know, that reminds me of like a DMT trip. One of my buddies was on a DM trip. TM, oh, good God. It's hard. I, I'm tripping while saying it. Mm-hmm. One of my buddies was on one of those one time, and he said that he was swimming in a vat, well, pretty much an ocean of orange juice, 
He uh, said it was well. He said not necessarily orange juice. How much just pulp, orange? What percentage of pulp? I think he said orange water. So I, I oh, take that okay, back. Okay. Um, Completely different. But he said he was like violently, not violently swimming. That's a bad word. Vibrantly swimming through this water. Well, I don't know if vibrantly swimming is any better, but okay. And there were a bunch of like spirit animals in coming, the water coming up to him, and like he said that they were all his friends, and they were all like. Like petting him, letting him pet them. <laughs> the not them were petting, petting, not okay. them petting him. But they were like, you know how an animal like rubs up against your legs and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. doing stuff like that. And he said it was amazing. I've got a lot more questions on the whole physics of all that, but I think we'll save that for another time. Okay. So we get out of the OP and we go to a different sickly child, and this sickly little girl is in a Nosuke's dream. Okay. She's creeped out, though, because she even talks about a naked boar being in this uh, subconscious, and she's like, what in the hell is going on in here? Right. Um, and it's so anime, because right when she says that, the naked boar is on all fours. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't like that. She saw who she was tying herself up to. Right, right, right. Now, if he was naked, that's one thing, but don't be shocked by the boar part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? but, th- but then he literally runs at her like a boar. Right. And uh, it's so anime, and I love it. I love it because she's not doing that good. I love how it's it's pretty funny that the two uh, the two stronger, I would say, Demon Slayers, Rengoku and Tanjiro, are having a much harder time I, than even Inosuke and Zenitsu. I know. What's up with that? Maybe these sickly I, children just suck. What do you think? No, I don't think... Well... They're just not maybe, as good? Or? Maybe they didn't fly under the radar enough. But the other thing, at least with Zenitsu, and we'll get to it. I'll wait until you get to Zenitsu. Okay. Part, actually. Well, then that's where we're at right now. Okay. After that chase, we go to Zenitsu's. And in this dream, we got a sickly boy. And he's having to grope his way around in the pitch black dark. Yeah. Uh, interesting that the guy said, do I really have to grope around when in Zenitsu's spiritual realm, that guy is pretty familiar with groping. So It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It is uh, kind of like if you had to set a booby trap and you were the Z-man, you'd probably be like, well, I'm so good at groping my way around things that I'll just make any intruders have to do the same thing. Yeah. So this dude's having to grope his way around to try and find the spiritual core. Anyways, Zenitsu starts flying around with scissors in his hand. Um and they weren't blunt. Yeah, he said, no one is allowed in this subconscious except for Nezuko. And I genuinely enjoy serial killer Zenitsu over normal Zenitsu. So, yeah, my take was they were, both of them were way too on top of this for what I thought. Anyway, like I was shocked. So to me, it's almost like both of them have the same sort of survival instincts as Rengoku did. Because, like, especially Zenitsu, this is, like, his thunder, ah. this is, like, his thunder guy personality. Where like, he's he's always so frantic and scared anyways about stuff that that's how he caught it. What we No, we saw him an episode ago, and he was frolicking around with Nezuko on the search for peaches. That same guy is not the one now in a pitch black cavern, like, hunting down this, no. He's got two personalities, we've seen him, and I think his... You know, that one that hides in deep inside of him is what's helping him out here. Um, and then Anosuke, I'm not sure. He's just, he's such a wild card. Yeah, he is. 
that I mean he was attacking a train that looked like some sort of insect so I believe more that he got the scent of that of that little girl that was in his and was going after it but it's just weird because I yeah. literally had the take like oh they're both going to fall into this dream thing hook line and sinker and Tanji is going to have to get him out and they were already kind of fighting yeah fighting it off I mean they did better like you said they did better than Rengoku and Tanji cuz Rengoku technically is not in the dream fighting he yeah. is grabbing the girl outside <clears throat> outside of the dream which is weird but right so his is like a uh his is like survival instincts, and maybe theirs is more of a subconscious thing. Right. I don't know. I haven't nailed down how I feel, but all I know is I was very surprised to see that they were kind of handling their intruders as well. Because I don't know if I've made this clear. I just do not respect Zenitsu that much. <laughs> You're the biggest Zenitsu hater I know, okay? There's actually a card or a uh, job. That parks right near where we walk in. That has a Zenitsu sticker on the I've back. I've seen it. It's so awesome. I've seen it. It is actually kind of cool. <laughs> I put like Ronnie and Chad all podcast platforms. Check us out. So then we go back to Tanji. He's still yelling about to slice his neck off as he yells Nezuko, and he does it. He officially cuts his own throat. I don't know if he like decapitates his own self but he he gets the arteries right he gets the job done he gets the job done i think that's the main takeaway and then he instantly wakes up and he's grabbing his neck because it feels too real um and that's got to be terrifying if you feel like you're actually cutting off your own neck i imagine it's 10 times uh the feeling of when you feel like you missed a step as you're falling asleep oh yeah it's gotta be. I've, I've crunched the numbers, and I'm thinking ten times that. Or have you ever fallen off like a cliff in your dream, and then w- awoken right before you? All hit right, the ground? Chad, we get it. You're the type of guy. Yes, you run four miles at the beach on vacation. You don't trip downstairs. You fall off cliffs. We get it. You're like God. Red Bull should sponsor this guy. We- yeah. <laughs> Red Bull, if you're listening to this, we would love to. It's it's the same the exact feeling that everyone has talked about, except everyone who doesn't suck like you just says, "Oh, it's like when you miss a stair." But you're like, "No, it's like when you know when you jump off cliffs. That's what it's like." <laughs> in squirrel suits, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm always in squirrel suits in my dream. But then the squirrel suit gets a hole in it yeah. every time. So cute little Nezuko. Cute little Nezzy. She's been waiting on him this whole time. And Tanji quickly figures out that the smell of the ticket and the ropes has to be that of a demon. Okay, He instantly does notices when he wakes up, but he's confused on how he didn't notice that before. Right. So he looks over and sees Rengoku just absolutely choking this bitch out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he doesn't do anything about it, which is so awesome. He just lets him keep doing it. Yeah, he just comes to He's like, okay, all right, let me analyze my situation. Nezuko's here. She's alive. She's awake. Those two are tied up. Okay, Rengoku's choking a 11-year-old girl. All right, what do I? what is that smell? <laughs> yeah. He then orders cute little Nezzy to burn off all the ropes, which she does. And then he tries to shake and wake them up, but he can't wake any of them up. Yeah, it's deep. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that because they are in the rapture of a dream. I got Correct. so excited to say the rapture of a dream. I'm completely botched all the other words. Mm-hmm. She then feels very proud about herself and uh, forces a little pet, a little pat on the head from Tanji, which is just so. Anytime that happens, man, it's so cute. 
she just nudges up against it him. is really cute i would love to have a little demon sister where i just don't i'm trying to figure her out though like they it feels like they're just like okay just make her the cutest puppy dog ever when like all the other demons that are as powerful as she sometimes seems to be are pretty like with it all so like i don't know why she's acting like a a puppy well i think she's pretty with it she just can't speak which sucks i know but even if i like couldn't speak why does she still have the muzzle in like is he really that afraid that she's gonna bite somebody i know right I think it's, it's just, it's just it's safety cute precaution. Factor. Safety and cute factor. Well, once again, you've what you think's cute is not what other people call cute. You usually. just called her cute, and she's had that in the entire time. I'm so saying what are you it was saying? cute when she you know, cuddled up to her brother in a little With way. With a muzzle on. But no, when she was biting down on a pole that was gagging her, I did not think that part was necessarily well, so cute. Well, then make sure you specify that next time. Um... Then we get one of the chicks, though. One of these sickly little bitches tries Whoa. to... What? That's what they are. Do you see what they're doing? They're trying to... Okay, you're just, you're just going to be mad at me for calling them a sickly bitch when they just tried to tear down their spiritual cores. Yes, dude. They're sick children. I don't they're care. Fi- if a sick child tried to tear down my spiritual core, I you're would gonna, utterly annihilate them. You're going to call... You're going to call a sickly child who's homeless and abandoned by their parents and they go and uh, steal a can of soup, you're going to call them a bitch? That's not what just happened because that's not attacking my spiritual core when they do that. <sighs> okay. I mean, that's... R- but the kids are impressionable. What if I? What if you were a kid and you came up to me and you were like really hungry and I was like, hey, I will give you whatever you want to eat if you go and stab that guy. And then I say, also, that guy... He's a bad guy. Jeffrey Dahmer was also a kid. And? Look at him now. He's dead. But look what he turned into. You think him as a kid? You If I knew he was a kid back then, I would have beat his face in, dude. Dude. I just don't like that. And also, if I was a kid and somebody came up to me and said, hey, go kill that guy's spiritual core, I would say no. So. No, I saw you. you were very you were a very poisoned little child. I could have convinced you to do it. I think. Well, she comes at him with what is this that's in her hand that she comes at? It's him an with. ice pick. An ice pick. Well, okay, not saying this is a plot hole or anything, but well, we saw Rengoku instantly started choking the bitch in the dream, and they didn't want to touch him to wake him up or have their reflexes gone. But why didn't they just ice pick him while they were asleep? Um. I think it's a good question. I mean, I say that, but we also saw Rengoku was asleep and is still choking him. Yeah, choking I'm, I'm thinking maybe was it did it have something to do with that? Like you had to to be sure that they weren't going to wake up and fight back. You had to kill their spiritual core. Oh, okay. Like yeah. maybe if you if these little kids stabbed them, it would have just like broken. They would have woken up and. Right. I mean, it's a good question, but that's the only thing I can come up with. I mean, that is a good point, though. I don't know. I, but the lower one demon also has some other schemes afoot. Like he's, as we, you know, getting ahead of myself here, he, he's going to become a train <laughs> by the end of this episode. So it just seems like Dude, he uh, romanticizes this whole demon thing too much <laughs> that that might have just been too easy for him. He just wants to be a train. <laughs> I mean, dude, when I was a kid, I loved dude. Thomas the Train. 
call can we start calling the demon thomas <laughs> yes, can yes. we start calling the demon thomas yes okay thomas dude i love thomas the train absolutely i would have i would have killed you know what i take i take everything back of what you said being an impressionable child if you told me go kill that man over there you will turn into thomas the train when i was five years old i would have done it you're a big thomas the train oh, guy yeah. huh love thomas the train I was aware of the T man, but I uh, triple T. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan. Well, it, it wasn't that I wasn't a fan. I just I don't know. I guess that's not what my uh, my mom brainwashed me with and set me you, down in front of when she was like doing the dishes and and that sounds like I was not cruel to my mom. Like yeah, I, if I'm a parent, give him that screen time. You got stuff to do. How insane is that, dude? We're, we're not even grown. We weren't even kids at this time. Imagine the screen time of kids nowadays. Oh, yeah. Insanity. It's got to be so hard to balance. I th- I've talked about this before. but Shout I re- out to all those parents out there juggling that. I remember being a young child and the doctor, you know how the doctor asks you just questions on your checkups? He would be like, now, how much hours of TV do you get a day? And they'd be like, you, we, you do not want any more than one or two hours of screen time. And now there's no way they could ask a child or anyone that because everybody's way over that. No. And that and, was insane. And, I can remember them and saying And even that. if that is the correct way, if someone tells me they get less than one hour of screen time a day, I don't want to be friends with that person. That's a crazy person. That's a crazy person. I mean, yeah. Nowadays it is, man. Do you think there's still people out there? They are, and they're probably like living good, but they're not like... But think about it, though. Screen time. They're weird. Most people that are not on their phones or on computers or anything like that, they're still getting at least an hour or two of TV time a day. Like a, a really old person, they might not be on the phone, or but they're still watching TV, you know? Oh, no, for sure. So, like, there has to be I'm talking very about, little. I'm talking about mountain men that are, like... Mountain men are, like, tribal. Like, honestly, tribes. But, how yeah, how many people are living in the society and not doing it? You know, like not many at all. Right? Uh, dude, that'd be awesome to find that percentage out. Like there can't, like where we live, for example, which is just kind of like your middle of the road town, not a city, not out in the boonies, but like there cannot be someone. I'm sure there is someone, but just gets less than an hour of screen time in the form of TV, phone, or anything around. Even we'll even I'll even go more than that. Less than two hours. Say they get. An hour and a half to two hours. That's still insane, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, most people's jobs are like office jobs. They're obviously at least getting two hours. It would literally hour. have to be like an old person whose all their younger relatives died off, and so they didn't get hip with all the t- TV and stuff, so they're still on like cable, and they just read a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's insane, man. We are fucked. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, everyone get off your screens. Just go to the Spotify app. It takes 30 seconds. Plug in Ronnie and chat. Just listen to them. Because while we are electronics, we are not a screen. We are not. So you can just listen to us, and then you'll be healthy. Your brain will be healthy. Yeah, I will not be participating in this challenge, but I implore you all to uh, take up the Ronnie and Chad challenge, which is just... Less than one hour of screen time a day and just fill your empty time by just sitting in a chair, looking at a wall and listening to us. <laughs> yeah, or doing push-ups. I've heard a lot of people do push-ups while right. they listen to us. And people would think, people would think, oh, that's the challenge. Just less than one hour of screen time and listen to them. No, no, no. The challenge is don't kill yourself by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, or don't at least don't think about doing it. It'll be hard, but but yeah, this bitch attacks him. He dodges it. Um, all the children wake up. The one connected to Tanji, he's just sitting there though, um, and apparently he has tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. But he seems like he doesn't want to fight. Doctor Chart, can you give me what uh, tuberculosis is? I will give you my best educated guess, and that is um, what is an illness of? What is illness it of the lungs? Nice. I know nice. that, but what causes it? You know, just a virus. Turculosis. That yeah, those tuberks get up in there, and no, that was the main thing. I just wanted to know if you okay. knew what uh, what it was affecting, and it is the lungs. All right, good well, work. One and zero for me this pod. So Tanji runs up, and he just backhand karate chops them to the back of the neck. Um, all of them except for the tuberculosis lad so he was being pretty chill yeah he was and he just makes them all pass out um i mean those these wimps they don't stand a chance maybe that's why they weren't doing it it's because if as soon as they ice picked they were just going to get wrecked anyways but yeah it's sad because tanji being as understanding as nice as he is he understands their situation um and he wishes that he could have stayed in his dream too with his family and he's like well i get it he's like that they're just like me. Yeah, hey, guess what? He didn't call them little bitches. Like yeah, well, I'm different, okay? Ronnie, I'm different than Tanji. I'm not as nice as that guy. That guy's a little too nice sometimes. You're just going to have somebody charge at you with an ice pick and be like, oh, I feel so bad for them. No. I'm thinking there's like a happy end. It's the kind of thing where if I was Tanji, I'd be pretty pissed. But if like I heard about it from an outside source, I'd be like, oh. Oh, it's just such a horror from both sides. That's how I talk in real life. If someone's like, yeah, there were these kids. They were trying to kill a guy because they wanted to have good dreams before they died. I would say, oh, that is just... That is so cruel. That is horror on both sides. First off, if a little kid charged you with an ice pick, you would not win that fight. You would be dead on the floor, so... I think I could defend it. Okay. We'll see about that. I'll t- I'll give you know what I'm gonna give my little one cousin kid an, with an ice pick. I'm gonna give my little seven year old cousin an ice pick. Now don't give it to that little demon because that kid is cr- scary. All Dude, right, that's a scary kid. He does not count. He reminds me of a young Aaron Yeager. How when Aaron was like nine or whatever, he killed those guys. I feel like this kid could do the same mm-hmm. thing. I'm thinking of my 13 year old cousin who has uh, bless his heart a pretty bad speech impediment and um, is not that coordinated. I could fight him off all day. I don't care if he has an ice pick. <laughs> okay. So this young lad, he was touched by Tanji's heart and his spiritual core, uh, no homo, and he even thanks him and tells him to be careful on his journey to kill this demon. And that's how fucking rad Tanji is. I made fun of him, but I take it back. Tanji is just such a nice, calm, and collected spiritual, spiritual individual that everyone that sees that side of him ends up just loving him. It's hard not to. Well, a hundred percent. That's, yeah, because when you build something up in your head, like, oh, this guy's bad, and then you see that that, that was lies. A perfect example. Perfect example for just us. So no one else might be able to connect with it. We had a buddy, okay, and we heard from a bunch of other, I wouldn't say buddies, but cohorts, that our buddy's girlfriend was just super annoying, not good for him, kind of bitchy and then we met her and we hung out with her multiple times and then we were like well she seems okay like yeah yeah 
And then I even went on a weekend trip, and I yeah. was like, she was fine. I mean, right. And then you was... realize that the people saying that, they were the ones that, that sucked. That sucked, yep. yes. And granted, did she maybe say a couple of things that were not great to them? Maybe, but everyone says something here and then that's not that great. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah. And then you end up hanging out with them, and they're awesome. So I agree. I agree. And I bet a lot of people say that about us, Ronnie. And that's what what this, do you think? What they say what? Those guys suck. Oh, the amount of trash talk that's spewed behind our backs. But guess what? I rolls off. Don't care about it. Yeah, we just keep moving forward. Don't care I about it. I mean, there's it. not much we do, but besides just keep moving forward. So, so yeah, Tanji's confused about this demon scent. Um, he then realizes, though, the way that the wind's blowing, um, the wafting that he's developing, that it, the guy slash demon, well, it doesn't have to be a guy, just a demon, must be on top of the train. And he tells Nezzy to wake up the others as he jumps up top. And this is something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to get on top of a train, a moving train, and just oh. stand there. Top of the train is just one of the coolest settings that you can. Oh, I mean, the with. inertia must feel incredible. It's even, I'll even say this: it's cooler than being the top on the top of a plane, because the top of a plane, I'm like, all right, well, now you've gone too far. You think you could be on top of a plane without perishing? Well, I'm not talking about your, you know, commercial jetliner that's going uh, 400 miles per hour on its way to Miami, Florida. But I'm thinking, I mean, you've definitely seen films and stuff where there's, you know. Yeah, but those are films. Some of them are movies. They're not properly. uh, Well, and that's fair. But I also would like to stop you right here and think I don't think there's a whole lot of train fights on top of train fights happening either. There, I feel like there's a lot more instances of people being on trains than planes, right? Being on trains and planes? Being on top of trains than being on top of planes. Well, you're not thinking of, um, like, think about, have you seen some of that shit those skydivers and stuff do? I've definitely seen videos of guys just, like, hanging on the wings of a plane. Like, those commercial, like, uh, those little privately owned planes, I think they get up to some pretty wacky shit there, Chad. You think? Trains have been around longer, though. I think so. They have been around longer. I'll agree with that. And they do, like, they can definitely go slower than, like, a plane, you have to go a certain speed to stay up there. Because that's how, I think, uh, aerodynamics works, from what I understand. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, trains, you can kind of just cruise at a pace. You know what's awesome about being on a train, too? Is What I want to do is jump. I want to be inside the train, jump as high as I can inside the train, realize that my body never gets... Uh, inertia back then I want to get on top of the train jump as high as I can and what the, when I jump the train will continue to move and I will not huh what's up with that inertia but how does inertia work I don't know it's it's a weird concept Ronnie I know people are probably talking you know we've probably got some very uh, intelligent intellectual people listening to this that are like, oh, that's a simple Ronnie. How, why are you asking that? That's yeah. a sim- That's simply uh, explainable. So you're saying if I jump in between row one, and I have some sick hang time, like I'm a pretty good jumper. People have always said that. I'm just gonna there. I'm gonna land at row one. Correct. You stay in that same spot in the train with the outer walls. But if you do it on top, that's how people are able to jump from one uh, cart to another on the train. The train fights. You can actually do that, which is insane, man. Hmm. 
I mean, I I don't have I don't have the equation to fight you on that. That seems crazy. Isn't that awesome though? That is, that is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's why I've always wanted hey, to do when, it. When you when you go and do that, shoot me an invite, brother. Okay. Let's go jump on some trains. <laughs> so yeah, Tanji then meets up with this guy, and this guy just says good morning, <laughs> and tells him that he should have stayed We're asleep. Nowhere near uh, flamboyant enough. This guy's good morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought you were just taking a picture of me. I'll oh, no. take a picture of me. Sorry. Okay. But yeah, he tells me he should have stayed asleep. And, you know, this guy wanted to show him a sweet dream. This guy's very interesting. Very flamboyant. Very uh, fanatical. What do you think about this guy? He's um, He's being too cute with it. <laughs> yeah. He says he loves to show people nightmares right after happy ones and that he adores the sight of distorted human faces. And that's when we see that he's done that to somebody before. They've got blood all over their face. He probably gave them a good dream and then just an absolute nightmare right before they passed. That's fucked up. It's messed up. It's I don't not like cool. that at all. He loves suffering. He then explains that he mixed his blood with the ink on the tickets so once uh, the ticket was punched, the spell activated. But yet he's still confused, though, how Tanji managed to wake up. Yeah, I still don't. I don't understand how uh, our team has such a bond to their ticket, but that's okay. Because what I realized too, we were talking about technology and all that stuff earlier. This guy is doomed when their part of the world catches up with virtual tickets verified with QR codes. Uh huh. He's fucked. He's becomes completely obsolete. <laughs> There's no way. He's going to find a way to uh, adapt to the times. He's just screwed. Yeah. So then he realizes, though, that Tanji must be a worthy opponent. Because he's awake and he's trying to fight. So He then sees the earrings, too, on him and realizes that the guy he's been looking for is right in front of him. Who Muzan wanted him to get. And then that's when Tanji uses water-breathing, 10th form, constant flux... While this guy uses whispers of forced unconscious his <laughs> hypnosis sleep, badass. Hi, this is the kind of thing when I was taking notes and I read that on the screen. I said to myself, I was like, okay, every now and then when watching these shows and taking notes, you hit a crossroads, right? I think we both have our own way of taking the notes, and it's to each their own. And as long as you get the main points, that's fine. I told myself as I was watching it because I almost wrote it down. I said no. If Chad does not get this wording word per word, he's fired from Ronnie and Chad. <laughs> I I even thought about while I was doing it, I go, oh, Ronnie's going to read that and go, no way I'm writing that because I know Chad will. Yeah. And then I'll have to do it anyways. I, did. So I, did. I literally started to pause. I was like, no, no, no. It's his episode. And if he does not type it out word per word, I'm moving, I'm moving on. Yeah. But, but I don't think <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. ever in danger. You were all over it. <laughs> And then he uses his little mouth hand to put Tanji to sleep. Say it one more time. With that technique, well, of course, it's the whispers of forced unconscious hypnosis sleep method. It's too long. <laughs> it's entirely too long. He's like, while he's saying that, he's going to get to like the seventh word and then just get his head chopped off. Yeah. Because there's so many words to say. That does not instill fear in anybody. No. And then, yeah, that's when Tanji goes to sleep, but then instantly wakes up. Um, he then does it again and again and again, but Tanji just keeps waking up. Yeah, 
it was the kind of thing I watched this early in the morning. I know you were a little later in the evening, so I was still kind of um, still a little groggy, and it was still. Oh, it was that. By the way, his hand just slipped into his pants, scratching uh, my balls. Okay, that's fine. Um, no, it's the it's some of my favorite time of year, where you wake up. It's cold outside. It's still a little bit chilly in your room, but your bed is the safe haven of warmness. Give me the AM. Uh, nine AM. Okay. And right, so all I've done. Is I've gotten up, went to the bathroom, grabbed my laptop, and I'm sneaking back under the covers, and it's just pure bliss, and then I fire up the episode ready to take the notes, and it's the kind of thing when he was getting hit with those sleep blasts, I felt like I was getting hit by sleep blasts. <laughs> I see okay. what you mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just saw it and knew it was supposed to be making him sleepy, and it was making me sleepy again. I was like, oh, I could probably just go back to snooze town until 10 but i didn't i kept taking the notes so what you're telling me is that the whispers of forced unconscious <laughs> hypnosis sleep method is yeah. actually working on you yeah i mean i didn't say anything about its use of a move i just said it was too long yeah and then holy owie ronnie because then we realize that tanji's been slicing his own neck this entire time so badass so, so cool. cool that he realizes he's sleeping I mean, I guess he knows because the guy said that. The guy did say that he was using the whispers of forced unconscious hypnosis sleep method. Well, so he knew that he was about to be put to sleep. So as soon as he gets in his dream, he just. Well, and it was a perfect reveal, too. I thought they did it great because he says, like, uh, um, Thomas, that is, says a line of, like, like, oh, it didn't work. He's not falling asleep. No, he was. He's just. Mm-hmm. Every time. But then one of the dreams, though, that he gets into, he yep. sees a, one of his little brothers crying with blood all over him, asking him why he didn't save him. And all of his dead siblings, they're all all blaming him over and over. Even his father calls him useless. Very gory. Yeah, this is brutal. I mean, he already had to live walking up on his entire family being absolutely slaughtered. Very gory, it, and in my opinion horrible misstep by thomas i've got exactly what he should have done i if i was in his shoes i believe i could have killed tanji okay all you do once you realize what he's doing instead of putting him back in his childhood home with all of his uh, mangled uh, you know torn apart siblings you just put him on the exact train Dude, he keeps killing himself, and then, before you know, you do it so many times, oh, what's reality? What's fake? He might slit his throat while in reality. Is Ronnie a fortune teller? You trick him. You do a little trick on him. Oh, okay, Ronnie. We'll see. Let's see where these next few episodes head. Maybe maybe you've seen ahead. I haven't. No, that's that's a good idea, though, because... He could literally make the exact same situation that's happening yep. right now, and then Tanji pulls it out, and then well, then he then he questions it, yeah, and then maybe he wakes up from it or whatever, and then he does another one. But yeah, you, you're he could easily do that. I mean, the first few times, like you're still part of the pattern, so you're okay. But then maybe he just like throws a curveball at you, and this one he takes you in and puts you in the middle of like a bowling alley, and you're like, okay, obviously this one. But then you get back and you hesitate for a second. You're like, whoa, that was so weird. Why wasn't I in a bowling alley? Is this the actual train thing? And then you just get in your head, and it does up. If Tanji, though, I mean, think about if he never figured that out. He would be dead instantly up here. 
Like yep. as soon as the first one happened. It's like um, if you get two, like you were a master number ninth ranked in the world Guitar Hero Wii player. Thank you. Uh, it's like when you mastered a certain part of, say, for example, Through the Fire and Flames. On Expert. Right, and it's really just that last part of the song that you're struggling with, or one of the, like, the eighth solo. <laughs> <laughs> but you're just biding your time to get there, and you get to a certain point where you've been playing too long, your brain is fried, so you get used to nailing the part that you always nailed, but you're instinctually doing it, and then the song moves on, but you're still doing the part that you... And yep. then you're like, oh, damn it! Like Correct. I know all of this, but I'm not focusing right now. Yeah, and then you got to take some Adderall because yep. you were, you uh, you faked yes. having ADHD as a kid and got prescribed. That's that exactly was awesome. And that's another epidemic our world is uh, struggling with. All those kids taking Adderall to nail uh, Guitar Hero songs. <laughs> yeah, it's a, t- it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Tanji then comes out of that dream though and yells that they would never say that shit to him and. He attacks him and instantly slices this guy's head off. Oh, I mean, just a gorgeous cut, um, a straight fillet. His his battle cry when he comes out of the uh, the nightmare and is jumping to kill him, it gave me goosebumps. It did. He Tanji's got that way. Like it's like you said in season one, you wouldn't expect to be so hyped over Tanji. Like you are, like you are now. Like I, I, I see what I totally see what you're saying because mm-hmm. I was like that in season one. Then you get to season two and he does stuff like this, and you're like, "Holy shit, that was hype!" Like I actually got the chills a little yeah, bit. Yeah, when he, when he's so nice most of the time that you see a legit moment of like rage, it just hits that much harder. Mm-hmm. But then he realizes though that that was way too easy. That the guy basically just stood there. That's when this guy grows Thomas that I'm speaking of grows a slime snake neck looking thing out of his decapitated head and says that his original body is no longer his body. It's not his main body at least. He's completely fused with this train and he will then therefore now be called Thomas the Train. <laughs> oh yes. Dude, his little worm thing was gross. It was gross. It was very gross, very slimy. Then he talks about the 200 passengers are now his hostages yep. and the food that he will be devouring. We got to kill the train. Got to kill the train. Uh, uh, not snakes on a train. It's Thomas on a train. We got to go for the caboose. You he know then, what? He then withers away into the train while doing an evil demon laugh. And that I wanted to ask you, is that what you yeah. think his weakness is, is the caboose? Yeah, we got to kill the caboose. And also, well, we got to kill the train. We got to... To do that, we have to part ways with the caboose, I think. Another thing I thought about, how much more, how much, and you can only come to Ronnie and chat for this kind of conversation, how much more were cabooses relevant from the ages of like four to nine than they are nowadays? Very. Are you with me on this? No, I'm with you on that, because I I remember saying that in the line of... uh, like our yes like, yes in the line of in the hallways when you're supposed to be yep. quiet in a straight file single file line i want to be the caboose yeah. when you were riding with your mom to go get a haircut uh during the summer and a train you were stopped and let a train go by didn't care about a single 
cart on that train until the caboose came by, and then I'd be like, "Oh, there's the caboose." Mm-hmm. Now, as a uh, you know, twenty-something-year-old man, the last time I said caboose before this episode must have been back when I was like fifteen, maybe. I saw a caboose yeah. and called it out. When you see a nice a lady with a nice boot, a boot day. Yeah, that's true. Look at that yeah. caboose. I'd like to get loose in that caboose. Yeah, you say that sort of thing. I don't. So maybe I've heard of cabooses because you're I'll always s- talking about ladies. Uh, Let buttocks, me stick that moose in the caboose. All right, you ruined my caboose conversation. Go ahead, keep going. So Tanji starts panicking and realizes now that he needs his damn buddies to wake up. Got to get the team back together. That's when Nezuko finally burns them enough to wake them up. And Inosuke explodes. He uses explosive awakening. <laughs> explosive <laughs> awakening. Dude, I swear to God, I do that sometimes. Do you explosive ever, awakening? Do you ever, yeah, do you ever literally jump out of bed? No, I've never done that. You don't? Uh-uh, not at all. Oh, I will. Maybe, I take that back. When I say never, maybe once or twice in my life, if I've uh, woke up and I was like two hours late for work, and I've only done that like maybe once the past four years, I jumped out of bed because I was like, holy shit, I've way overslept. I don't know what it is. It's got to be something with my alarm schedule that I just like I'm prepared for it when it comes. So yeah, the move is like I'm not actually standing up in the bed and jumping, but I'll uh, I'll kind of roll over if I'm sleeping on my side. I'll kind of get some momentum going and then use that to literally spring myself out of bed. And sometimes I shock myself with how cool it feels. Nice. I'm like, oh I'd my. I'd love to see it, dude. I'm like, oh my. It would be a hilarious thing to, if I had like one of those cameras that watch me sleep at all times Which to is, go back and play the tape. I don't like that, man. I don't like that either. Good. Yeah, I don't I mean, have one. Even if nobody's watching the footage, it still kind of creeps me out, you know? Yeah, it just is like a... It takes a special weirdo to be like, oh, i got to make sure that there's nothing going on in here. <laughs> you know? I have got to watch the footage of me sleeping after tonight. And I don't know if that's something that people actually do. but I, I mean, there's got to be somebody out there that does that. Most people need to cut it out. Yeah. And then there's obviously people out there that have secret footage of random people sleeping. So anyway, all this to say, I have practiced explosive awakening, third form. Yep. Well, then he uses beast breathing, crazy cutting, fifth form technique and starts slicing up this mutant train. But we see inside the train is a bunch of sludge type stuff. Okay. And End th- of episode. And now, Anosuke, I've always kind of been like middle of the road on Anosuke. Like, I like him, but I'm also like, dude, you need to calm down a little bit. It's kind of been my main uh, thesis with him. This pumped me up too. I don't know if, I think part of it is like, how the heck did he snap out of this dream just like completely filled in on the situation and yeah, just he, ready to go? Like he literally used explosive awakening. Like he knew he's asleep. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he, he's been on the scent of this uh, uh, demon but the yeah, whole time. Because he said the train was a... He's been fighting, guys, he's been fighting this train since I got to the boarding station. He's yeah. been ready for this. He knew Thomas was happening. He was trying to tell us when he was literally attacking the train with a sword, and one of the conductors was like, hey, man, you got to stop that. <laughs> that is pretty cool. That's a neat little uh, tidbit, though, if that is true. Like, he's he kind of caught on to it before anybody else. He's got the kind of energy we're going to need going forward, and someone who I don't think is going to provide that energy is Zenitsu when he realizes he has to fight an entire train that he's currently <laughs> riding on. 
I do not think he's going to... <laughs> prediction, I do not think he's going to keep his cool. Really? You when, don't say. When he's informed that he has to destroy <laughs> the uh, locomotive that he's currently riding on. Oh. And that's all I got to say about this. Yeah, I liked that episode. That was a fun episode. Um, I agree. The whole Tanji situation is just awesome. Him, cut, him cutting himself in the neck that many times to kill himself is wild. And yeah, I'm ready to keep watching because I kind of forgot about this moment. And it was badass. Well, yeah, when they were on top of the train, you always get to these parts in shows and movies slash films where you're like, okay, as a viewer who has not, you know, I always like to just go on the ride. I'm not often a person who's sitting there trying to figure it out as I'm watching it. Uh, I like to be in the rapture of a TV show. When they were on top of that train, I'm like, okay, I know we're still early on in the season. How do they, you know, keep this going? It seems like we're at the final fight now. You could ask me 500 times. Never once was I going to be like, well, Thomas is going to become the train. <laughs> but if you knew his name was Thomas, you could have. Yeah, if made someone was that, like, well, yes. his name's Thomas, I went, no way. He really <laughs> is he going to do it? <laughs> so yeah, fun, fun twist, and we'll see see how it works. Yeah, excited. If you want an extra pot a week, check us out, patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. Um, I think we will, maybe this weekend, we're going to do that 20, 30-minute segment of an old one. Yeah, let us know if that might be something you guys are interested in. Um, And then also, we haven't gotten one in so long. I had to shout this guy out on Apple Podcasts who left a review. We got two of them. Oh, we got two of them. Yeah, check them out. We'll shout them out. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll get this guy too. Uh, Dustbins and then some... Uh, arbitrary letters and numbers. He knows what they are. And Spencerou, 12. So really appreciate you guys. Cause Thanks, those, guys. I don't really know how big of a deal it is that they, you know, I don't know if it makes people find us easier. There's, I like it. But I it like, makes I me like giddy. It. Yeah. I like it because we've got, we know other podcasts that people are actually getting like paid to do it. Oh, wait, we're not getting paid? Well, not a ton. believe it or not and when we get to go to our review section it's like a it's way we measure up to them and we're like first of all we're highly more highly rated and two we've got more reviews it's just kind of a pat on the back that keeps us going you know yeah so the fact that anyone helps us do that that's awesome it's awesome and speaking of that chainsaw man's gonna be normal next week reaction tuesday probably pod on thursday um, but yeah, other than that, no Demon Slayer this weekend. Hopefully we get a little, little segment yep. going in and check the description for some links. Follow us yep. on all that. I hope everybody will... has a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you do. Cheers. We'll talk with you soon. Peace. Peace.